0: Hello, gorgeous creep. My name is Piano Teeth, and I'm the voice inside your head. That's right. I'm back, you sexy scumbag. Did you miss me? Of course you did. It's been so long. Last time we were together, I killed someone. Do you remember Larry
1: Piles?
0: (laughs) That guy. Anyway, it turns out that strangling people live on air, no matter how annoying they are, is looked down upon by society. Thankfully, I know some people that can make a guy disappear, so this skinless storyteller has been on the run. I had the police after me for months. Things weren't looking good, and I was hopping from bath to bath until I ended up on the Isle of Bru, which is just off Scotland. I have no skin, remember, and so can't be out in the sun, which is why Scotland was perfect, or so I thought. Only one other man lived on the island, a deeply, deeply unpleasant individual, always smiling and saying hello. We ended up falling out because he kept trying to get me to do his podcast and also spend time with him. The podcast was something to do with rocks and free speech. Ugh, no, fuck podcasts. Anyway, I kept denying him and then I drank all of his bleach. He'd left a crate of lemon sif, one of my faves, on my side of the island. What did he expect? I have a problem. So, this guy flies into a rage and destroyed the one rowing boat left on the island. I was stuck there with a highly unreasonable Scotsman wielding an axe. We fought for hours. However, in the process we accidentally disturbed the tomb of Unnediyahukkaw, who was some ancient demonic overlord back way when so. You can imagine it. We're there with a fiery demon who has got the biggest bull sack I have ever seen whirling this flaming sword above his head. And on top of that, there's a small army of skeletons risen up to do his bidding. It was a nightmare, me and matey boy having to defend ourselves from these bloody, bony bastards hell-bent on taking over the world and bringing about a new age of chaos. You know, that sort of thing. Anyway, long story short and thanks to some magic weapons given to us by a trio of wizards, we defeated that skeleton army and... I fucked that demon up good and proper. Made him my bitch. You should have seen it. But I wouldn't have been able to do it without, um... Your man with the axe. Oh, what's his name? Oh, We got really close as well. Oh, what's his name? It was an odd one can't remember. Yeah, well, he sacrificed himself for me. Oh, what were his last words? Oh, I c- I, they were important. I was... I was meant to pass on a message to someone. I can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> Blame the bleach. Why was I telling you this? Oh yeah, so, after I've slain fiery big bollocks, the police turn up. Yeah, they'd had reports of a disturbance on the island tell me about it. Obviously, I'm a wanted man. I get taken down the station, thrown in a cell. Things are not looking good for piano teeth. Until Jasper jumped in and saved the day. Do you remember Jasper? Jasper the Toad, my cross-dressing amphibious friend who lives down here in the dark with me and does the bulk of my admin. Say hello, Jasper. Jasper, say Hello. You can't still be shy, after all this time. Well, you weren't very shy in the police station, were you? Because Jasper took action and dressed up in the most suggestive outfit that I have ever seen. Think Julia Roberts, pretty woman, pre-makeover, but sexier. Yes, big wig, high heels, rose red lips, the works. He managed to get a meeting with the Scottish police chief commander, That's right, the top dog. And Jasper, using his clever toady wiles, seduced this bigwig and recorded the whole thing. When the guy found out he'd been making sweet, sweet love to a toad, he of course dropped the charges. Against yours truly. On the promise that the recording is never aired. Not a bad result, eh? And so here I am, inside your mind, and ready to give you an eargasm that'll make you go rah in all the right places. What have you been up to? Actually, do you know what? I don't care. Save it for your blog. I'm three bottles of bleach in and can't wait to see where it takes us. Oh, wait. First of all, I've got to sell you something. What have we got here? Right, buckle in. Do you want to see more of the world? Make friends with like-minded people and give your life to a cause far greater than yourself. Then you need Terrators. Terrators are a company specializing in finding the perfect terrorist organization just for you. With their ever-growing network of radical groups, Territors will give you a tailor-made terrorist experience. Simply go onto the website, subscribe, and upload a photo with your core values. And very soon, you'll discover your perfect match. No previous weapons training, not a problem. All of the groups pledge to take on newcomers, regardless of experience. And as the saying goes, if you can count to 10, you can strap on a bomb vest. Their clients include ISIS, Hezbollah, Boko Haram, Aleph, the Kardashians, or, even closer to home, the I.R.A. Territors. Causes to die for. There we go, that's my side of the bargain. And that really proves that I will do anything for money. Absolutely anything. Even advertise for international terrorism. And hey. If you want to sign up to a terrorist organization because of a voice inside your head that happens to be a man with no skin and a serious bleach problem, then that is 100% your choice. Don't shoot the messenger. God, I love the free market. Wow, that bleach is really doing something to me. What is it today? E-cover au naturel. Well, it's doing its job in getting me organically mash-up. Here we go. This story is called Kill Your Landlord. <laughs> Aisha and Jolyon were indisputably good people. As a couple they were living the quintessential metropolitan life of young professionals in the big city. They worked hard, in jobs that they enjoyed, and lived in an ex-council flat which they rented for an extortionate price. However, as they often reminded themselves, they were in the trendy part of town, twenty minutes from the centre, and surrounded by more coffee shops than any healthy civilisation could ever, possibly, need. Yes, there was damp. Yes, the windows couldn't open. Yes, there was a funny smell whenever the sink was used. But that is the way things are, all part of the rich tapestry of life. And besides, it wasn't like they were going to be living there for the rest of their lives, and they were hardly ever at home anyway. They went to pubs, restaurants and dinner parties with friends, where the conversations meandered around property prices, kale, politics, mindfulness, race relations, property prices, Brexit, gender, tantra, free speech, property prices, climate change and... The price of property and on this they and all their friends had the correct opinion on everything and just couldn't understand why others didn't aisha was a part-time vegetarian jollian was a very outspoken feminist they gave money to the homeless sometimes signed petitions shared articles talked about their mental health they were indisputably good people for God's sake. And so, when they received the email from their letting agents telling them that their rent was being further increased, they could not believe how unfair it was. I can't believe how unfair this is, said Aisha, showing Jolyon the email. It's unfair, isn't it, Jolyon? It's unfair. Yeah, it's unfair. Really unfair. Really deep. Having agreed that it was indeed unfair and deep, they then decided that the best course of action was to contact the letting agent. Aisha had avocado and sourdough mix all over her fingers, and so and called the office. Hello, scumbag letting agents. How may I help? Uh, hello, hi, uh, bro. Look, it's and de Montfort here from 69 Pleasure Gardens, and, yeah, hi, I'm ringing up regarding the email that you guys sent us about the, uh, the rent increase. Yeah, what's that all about? Ah, look here, my friend, it's nothing to worry about. It's a simple case of 40s and 20s. Due to the legislation, by the power vested in me, it's not a big deal, my friend. I guarantee you positive results, whatever the outcome. Do you understand? No. Look, this is a bit of a rent hike, and, well, the flat isn't... There's damp everywhere, and I have to fight a rat just to get to bed. Regrettable indeed, my friend. Understandable in any circumstance. You and your well-being is our top priority, and we will not tolerate anything that gets in the way of you and your dream home. It's the legislation, my friend. My hands are tied, but I'm on your side the whole way through, rest assured. I'm just about to go under a tunnel, so I'm going to say bye now. (sighs) Hello? I can hear you breathing. Oh, I forgot to hang up. Normally people hang up when I go under the tunnel. But I'm out of the tunnel now, so look, no more games, my friend, no more games. I can see you're a straight-talking gentleman, and I respect that. Look, here it is, and I'm telling the truth. At the end of the day, what have we got? eh? Huh? What? At the end of the day. What have we got? Um... night? Night. Exactly. And what does the word night begin with? N? Yes. N. And what brand of crisps begins with N? Knick-knacks? Knick-knacks. And what is NAX backwards? Scan? Scan. Yeah. And what do you scan? Paper? Paper. And what's paper made of? Trees. Trees. And where do you find trees? A forest? A forest. And what's a famous forest? Uh, the new forest? No, another. Um gimme one sec. Aisha Aisha, what's a what's a famous forest? No, no, not the new forest, another one. Sherwood Sherwood Forest? And who lived in Sherwood Forest? Oh, Robin Hood. Yeah, and who was Robin Hood fighting against? Ah, um, oh, who was it? John, King John. Exactly, and what was the name of the charter signed by King John in 1215 that declared the sovereign subject to the rule of law and gave certain liberties to free men, providing a foundation for individual rights in Britain? Oh, um, the Magna Carta. The Magna Carta. Carter. And what does magda mean in English? Great. And what's the name of the largest coral system in the world? The Great Barrier Reef. And where would you find the reef? The sea. And what does sea mean in Spanish? Yes. And a song by Paul McCartney? Yesterday. And the opposite of yesterday? Tomorrow. And what is it now? Today, And at the end of the day, it's... Night. I'm so glad we managed to clear that up, my friend. You have a good day now. I'm just going to go under a tunnel, so... Not good? Aisha asked. Not good. Not good at all, he replied. You know what they're like. Just give me a load of jargon about legislation. knickknacks, and the Magna Carta. Then pretended to go under a tunnel. Twice. He's lucky he hung up, actually, cos I was like totally ready to like lay it on him you know i'd be like bro wagwan why are you being such a waste man honestly there's going to be like a revolution soon people are sick of this shit angrily jolly and retrieved his phone from the sofa to check his instagram aisha rubbed his back soothingly my god they're such assholes aren't they like we live here we are people that live here, like literally live here. It's just money, 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 money. This is why we need socialism. Julian, promise me when we're landlords we'll make the rent affordable so that people can actually like actually literally afford to live here. Yeah. No, totally hundy-pee. We'll be like communist landlords. It'll be deep. Oh, what are we going to do, Julian? Aisha collapsed on the sofa and started checking Instagram. There was silence for a minute as they both stared at their phones. Jolly what are we going to do? Aisha repeated her question. Do not know, but I'm furious. It's deep, like really deep. Yeah, me too. So angry. There was another minute's silence as they stared at their phones. The thing is... Aisha came up for air first. The thing is, I don't want to move. I like it here. We've been here for like two years. We're local. Yeah, totally. Like part of the community. Exactly. Part of the community. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, I've just learned the names of the people below. We have brunch in the cafes. Yeah, totally. Everyone's so, so atomised. This is what's ruining people's mental health. Isolation. It's pretty deep. Yeah, so deep. There was silence as they stared at their phones for another minute. Oh, what about the landlord? Jolly and dragged himself back into reality. Uh, Mr. O'Murphy. Let's give him a ring, talk to him directly. Ya, yeah, said Aisha, galvanized. Direct action. I know I saved it somewhere. She scrolled through her contacts until she found it. Hello. Hi, is that Mr. O'Murphy? Speaking. Hi, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's Aisha Brook from 69 Pleasure Gardens. Oh, yeah. How you doing? Everything all right? Oh, yeah, fine. Well, no, basically, me and Jollyon got an email from the letting agent saying the rent was going up. We were wondering if we could talk to you about that. What, they didn't... Ex- oh, f- All right, look, stay there. I'll be over in half an hour. We're gonna sort it, all right? Aisha put the phone down. All good, asked Jollyon. He's coming over. half an hour right sounded quite angry actually jollian oh yeah yeah like literally said he was gonna come round and sort it oh shit what did he sound like uh aggressive no his accent oh um he was like a like literally like a cockney geezer man like ray winston really Right, yeah, so, so when he says he's going to sort it, that means he's, he's probably going to get violent. Wow, deep, yeah, particularly if he's sounding aggressive. Whoa, my grandad was working class, so I know these things. Aisha looked scared. What are we going to do, Jolion? Let's just wait, see what he has to say. You know, maybe we'll be able to reason with him. And if we can't reason with him, what then? Half an hour later, there was a knock on the door. Aisha and Jolion gave each other... A nod, took a deep breath, and opened it. Mr O'Murphy was a stocky fella, with a head of silver hair wearing an old island rugby shirt. He had thick forearms, adorned with faded tattoos and a chunky silver watch. He held a shop bought Victoria sponge in one hand. How are ya? mister O'Murphy smiled, reaching out a hand to Aisha, who could feel the calloused scarring on the old man's palm as he shook it. Uh hi. Yeah, good. Aisha.' "'Yeah, I figured. And you must be jollyin. "'You are right. He shook his hand as well. "'Thanks for coming round, Mr Edmurfe.' "'Aisha stood aside as he made his way into the flat. "'Please, call me Sean. Sorry that I had to. "'Those numpties at the office ain't done their job properly, "'so I thought it'd be best if I just came round "'and smoothed the old thing over. "'There's been a big mix-up.' This is why I don't like technology, you know. prefer having a chat, all right? Shall I have a sit-down and a cup of tea? I brought round some ca- <coughs> Before he could finish, Aisha had slammed her heaviest candlestick into the back of the old man's skull. He fell forward into the kitchen, hitting his head on the worktop before crashing to the floor. Aisha stood over him, breathing deeply, candlestick ready. Fucking hell, Aisha. and eventually said, not taking his eyes off the old man, laying face down in front of him. What? she replied. We agreed to do this. This was the plan. You were meant to help. Yeah, but I thought he was going to be like, you know, I mean, I would have done, hundy p. would have been like, yo, bruff, straight up, but I I didn't realise it was going to be so, you know, like, immediate. Immediate? Yeah, I thought you were just going to, like, wait for a bit. Wait, for what? Him to attack us? You saw the way he came barging in here, aggressively, assuming our genders, talking about smoothing things over. He was a ticking time bomb, Jollyon. Yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. This is all just, you know, it's quite new to me. You know, killing someone. And I totally get what you mean. Like, the way he thrust his hand out and shook mine quite hard was what well, is actually really aggressive, actually. I was nearly like, yo, bruv, what are you doing? Oh, Baby, absolutely. It was violence. And did you see him waving that cake about? Like a Nazi. Yeah, that cake, which is now all over our floor. Yeah, disgraceful. Totally. And being honest, Aisha, I could feel it from him. As soon as I opened the door, all of this toxic masculinity just pouring out of him. It was really deep. Oh, Jolion, so much toxic masculinity, so much. We'll have to burn some sage, purify the space. Good idea, Aisha. I hate toxic masculinity, and he was particularly toxic, overflowing. It was deep. Aisha put her hand to her forehead and began breathing heavily. Oh, Jolion, seeing his skull crack, all that blood, I'm traumatised. Jolion put his arms round her. Oh, babe, that must have been so traumatic for you. It really was, Jollyon. It was trauma. Violent trauma. I have PTSD. As they held each other, the pile of toxic masculinity at their feet suddenly groaned and stirred. They jumped back. Quick, Jollyon, before it attacks us. Jollyon grabbed a knife from the block and plunged it into Mr O'Murphy's back. "'He did it again and again and again "'until the green of the rugby shirt became a muddy brown colour "'and Mr O'Murphy was unquestionably dead. "'Oh, Jolly are you OK?' asked Aisha, "'wrapping her arms about him. "'That must have been so difficult for you. "'You're so strong, so brave.' "'They looked lovingly in each other's eyes. "'Aisha began to giggle. "'What's so funny, babe?' (laughs) <laughs> you look like a Jackson Pollock, tang? Jolion looked at his blood-splattered reflection in the window. He did indeed. Smiling, his gaze returned to Aisha, this marvellous woman who called him brave and made jokes about abstract expressionism, which was his favourite artistic movement. They made love right there on the floor. Without going into too much detail, they did three positions which were missionary doggy, and reverse cowgirl, which had become the flavour of the month. They covered Mr O'Murphy's face with a tea towel as his invasive, dead-eyed stare kept putting them off. Upon finishing, they lay, naked in each other's arms, enjoying the contentment and calm of a post-orgasmic bliss, and stared at their phones. Once they got dressed, they looked at their phones again for a bit, then thought about what they were going to do with the nasty dead man in the kitchen. After some deliberation, they decided that eating him would be best. All the evidence would be gone, and they felt justified as they had actually killed the meat they were eating. Besides, Jolion pointed out, in Papua New Guinea, there's a tribe which practice cannibalism, and to them is a huge mark of respect, because you're consuming their soul. So in a way, we're honouring him. It's deep. They dragged his body to the bathroom, and began cutting him up into smaller pieces. ''Okay, right, Jolion, when you think about it, we're actually being really climate-friendly.'' Aisha exclaimed joyfully as she scooped flesh into a Ziploc sandwich bag. ''We'll have meat for months. No need to buy any more. There's an idea, Jolion. Do you think we could get others to start eating people for the planet? We could start an Instagram account and, you know, be influencers? Cannibal influencers?'' Jolion grunted as he hacked through a shinbone. I don't think the rest of society is that forward-thinking, babe. I mean, it is the British public. They did vote for Brexit. They shared a look and a laugh, for indeed, most people, other than them, were truly, madly, deeply thick. Later that evening, Aisha had scrubbed the floor and binned the bloodied clothes so that no trace of Mr O'Murphy remained, save for some bags of flesh in the freezer. The spicy aromas of a Thai green curry wafted through the flat. It was one of Jolyon's signature dishes. He always made it from scratch and was intrigued to see what it would taste like with the new addition of human flesh. Aisha, he asked, stirring the pan. I've just been wondering, I've just been thinking, you know, are we... are we... are we doing the right thing here? What do you mean? I mean, you know... Killing and eating someone? Is this, is this the right thing? It, it, it seems pretty deep. Babe, of course it's the right thing, Jollyon. We've taken direct action against our violent oppressor. You saw the way he came in, with that cake. The first blow has been struck in our glorious millennial revolution. We've made history, babe. We're like Greta Thunberg. We're like Nelson Mandela. Shea Guevara! Jolion nodded in agreement. He liked being Shea Guevara. They stared at their phones for a few minutes, while the pot bubbled away. You know what, Aisha? I reckon that Mr O'Murphy here, being a landlord, yeah, and being white working class, was a conservative. Literally. I bet you, I bet you he was a Tory. So we really have done the right thing, haven't we? Because, because all Tories are evil. Oh, Jollyon. So evil, babe. Except Daddy. Daddy's the best. <sighs> and there we have it. And. If you're listening to this and thinking, how disgraceful, eating that poor man, how could they ever do that? If, all of a sudden, it became fashionable to eat other people, you'd be munching on human flesh in no time. Yes, you would. Yes, you would, just you see. If Kim Kardashian started slurping booby smoothies or if Tom Hanks finally admitted to eating babies, You'd be all over it. Curry houses would be serving nan bread. Waitrose would have an abundance of gammon. And TV chefs would be chopping up children faster than you can say, Where's my mummy? But that then begs the question, Who gets to decide which humans we eat and which we don't? And where does the human meat come from? Would it make you feel better if it came from another country? Or... Would you prefer it if you ate local, organic humans? Do you like them plump? Or lean? Old? Or young? Something to think about, isn't it? But there is another lesson to take from this story, and that is, if you feel like you're on the right side of history, then you can do anything you like. It doesn't matter how many people get hurt or killed, as long as you're making the world a better place then you are justified. That's how it works, no? So, just make sure that you're on the right side of history. Simple. Oh, it's been so much fun getting back inside your delicious mind and delivering eargasms right up your canals. You should share me with your friends, family, and the other people that come to your chemsex parties. I promise that I won't talk about you. That much. And please, donate to my bleach fund. Just go to koficom ficom forward slash Piano teeth and you can drop some coin in my purse. Of course, leave a review. Let me know how much you enjoy my audio delights. As ever, like, subscribe, and share the shit out of me. My name is Piano Teeth. And until next time, be well.
1: Mrs. Latourd, oh, oh, Flyer of Scotland, oh, oh, what a pumping, aye, 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 oh, oh, William Wallace, oh, 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 freedom, 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 oh, kind of new, oh, 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 Mrs. Latourd, I must say, that was some cracking sex. I, I, oh. What? Wait a minute. You're not a, you're not a sexy lady. You're a, you're a toad. A toad in disguise as a sexy lady. But I, I just, but I spat on your, oh no. What have I done? What have I done? I'm the Scottish Police Chief Commissioner you understand how much trouble I'll get into you can't tell you can't tell I got a wife I got kids you recorded it with a recorder a recorder how could you you're a cunning wee toad that is nae fair pal you're a cunning wee toad alright big man only take pal for that note to Make his way out into public? How do I keep this under the kilt, as it were?